before Google, social media, or IMDb, there were guys behind the counter. They were your window to all things movie, what just came out, and what is and what is not worth your time. Stay tuned as we discuss this week's staff pick, VHS finds, and anything else that may pop up. Welcome to Behind the Counter. We are the guys behind the counter. I'm Kev from Pizza Planet Video. Sprinkles here from Collection Therapy. And boy, is this a fun one. I'm pretty excited. I'm so excited about today. Because we have differencing opinions. Of we this do, movie. again. And in the same franchise. Because we're concluding, um, concluding a series. And you're wearing a shirt from the franchise, aren't you? Oh, oopsie. Yeah, I am. That's a, that wasn't even on purpose. Good catch. Uh, it's yeah. a good logo. I like the logo. Yeah, you're the... wailing like this is a cool ass shirt. This is from Loot Crate, but um, so Loot Crate has this cool thing where not a sponsor, where you uh, you can just buy their old shit like on clearance because they have back stock of everything. They act like it's limited. No, they have they just have bins of this stuff. It's garbage. Yeah. Most of it's just plastic like it's like burger king toys it's like a box of burger king toys but they all have shirts and this was one of the clearance shirts from i don't know a year or two ago so i got it for like six bucks i have a couple uh wayland patches that i'm gonna i put on some jackets that's cool i need to get one of the hats from yeah the original i want one of the hats from the original alien so bad they're only like 17 bucks on ebay all you have to do is just just pull the trigger it's like if i found it for 17 bucks at target i'd buy it for some reason, I just won't buy it on eBay. I know. I'm like, it's right there. I can just buy I one. Want, I want to try it on first. But I'm like, if I'm buying it on eBay, I should be getting a deal, right? I should be, you know, cut me a, cut me a price. But it's probably just oh. buying it from Target on eBay. Anyway, um, tape talk so is got, pretty, pretty bland. We just got a bunch of follow-up talking about alien stuff. Since this week on Friday is Alien Day. Yes, right? so the day you're hearing this or yesterday or a few days ago or whenever you're listening to this i'm sure there's a life span to where people aren't listening to this but for that first big week uh it was alien day it's alien day we're dropping this episode on 426 426 which is is alien day yeah why is that because of lv2 uh 426 which is the uh planet they landed on to discover alien correct and it's human nature to assimilate Mm-hmm. dates and celebrations so we have alien day so that's why all month we've been going over uh one through four which landed us on one of the most polarizing no i won't say it's polarizing one of the most hated alien movies in the series yeah the series that we... i i hold dear to my heart and we will get into that uh, before soon. we get into any of that let's so we have some so a couple of our listeners have, have told us about the unused William Gibson script from Alien 3. Yes. Was picked up by Audible, which is an audiobook subscription service, which I subscribe to. I'm a huge audiobook guy. Not a sponsor. And not a sponsor. If they would be, that'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, but they're doing an audio drama of Aliens 3 with Michael Bain as Hicks. Which is exciting. I wonder who else will be involved. Um... In the... In the article that they sent us, the the, uh, the listener sent us, they they're hoping to get Rip uh, Sigourney Weaver, 
not likely, but they're hoping. I can't imagine, but I mean, she said she's always down to play Ripley. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I like a good audio drama. I, I'm unfamiliar with it. I, I kind of more was hoping that it would just become like an audio book, but um, I guess it's going to be acted out. That's cool. So, yeah, an audio drama is basically there'd be multiple people playing a part over the radio like they used to do back in the old days. Yeah. You know, everybody would gather around the radio because they didn't have the televisions in the 18,000s. The 18,000s. And, uh, <laughs> right. And uh, so it's going to be interesting. I, I actually, I've listened to a couple of audibles, um, or what they're called audible originals, and they're really good. Really? They have that? Yeah, man. Wow. Everybody, the thing is, this world is all about consumption, consumption, consumption. That's why Netflix has got their own. Hulu's have got their own. Even audio streaming services have their own. I just didn't. Well, I literally didn't think that was a thing anymore. I didn't think people listened to audio dramas anymore. I just thought those were gone. I thought podcasts or music. Well, there's a shitload of audio dramas. And I knew people. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know people listen to audio books, but I didn't think people listened to like acted out multiple actors or one person playing multiple characters kind of audio drama like that from like the the 30s that's a huge section of podcasts out there that's nuts wow well oh like one i listened to is called limetown it's awesome well that's cool hey maybe probably don't have time it's an audio you just put in your ears and you walk around (laughs) (laughs) and i'll just go walk around (laughs) I mean, what else you got to do? Turn <laughs> it on in the living room. That's true. Not going to lie. I don't do that much. Then again, if it's not on a screen, I think I have a thing with videos. Like, I prefer podcasts with a video. Even if I'm not watching it, I put it on with the video. Isn't that weird? Usually, if it, like, I, I want to listen to Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast, but it never has a video. And I'm like, yeah. like I want to see their expressions, you know? I wish we were a video, but we're too far away. And it would just look weird. If, it looks like one of those cheap horror movies about Facebook. <laughs> yeah nobody wants to see our faces well no. I, they don't they don't want to see mine people don't want to see mine not right now oh and the, gosh. the back the background of yours is sorry no i was looking for my eyes sorry <laughs> anyway what what about the background of mine you're it's a lot more interesting than the background of mine i was uh, actually i was saying that in the the pre-show there's a five minute pre-show that uh happened when you walked away where I talked about your place and what I could see. And I said, you should put some posters up on that. I do. Cause usually vaulted ceilings have a, have posters on them. Well, yeah. I mean, I am almost 40, so I don't, I'm not no. putting any like mega death posters up on the, on the Which ceiling. Which is funny <laughs> because uh, what was the one I was saying? Oh, I was saying corn. There should be a corn poster up there <laughs> on that God, slanted I mean, wall. I, I think I had a corn poster in high we school. All, we all did. Maybe not in high school, but at some point in their lives. I was I was in high school when corn kind of. I was in middle school. Oh, Adidas! Everybody wanted to wear Adidas pants after that and mm-hmm. shoes. Funny, interesting. The lead singer of Corn, his name is, yeah. His microphone stand was designed by the same mm-hmm. guy that designed the Alien. Designed and made and constructed. There are only two in existence. So a friend of mine has held that he moves it all the time. He works for corn and uh, yeah, he told me he was like, it's heavy and awkward and a very big sculpture that's worth more than anyone's life. 
crazy. Yeah. Is Corn still touring? Correct. Yeah, I've seen them this summer. That's not the original drummer because he opened like a restaurant chain and like, yeah. Now doesn't... they got some dude. I think his name is Ray. What was so? It was Jonathan was the lead singer? Then it was Monkey, mm-hmm. Monkey, Fieldy, and Head. And then One Head of them left, found... and then Head because he back. found because Head found God. Head found God. We were all looking, and of all people, Head found him. I don't know how Fieldy can still stand up because that man used to play the bass solo. Just hunched over and i ain't talking lead guitar i'm talking no. so low like how low can one man go while playing an instrument god and he would headbang at the same time you're just like how are you alive they're great you know i mean uh up and down with corn you know mm-hmm. up and down like uh like good bands you know a lot of them start off at the top and they just go down corn's just like uh you know it's like a steady heartbeat it's just up and down Man, we went off on a tangent there. We we got a little sidetracked yeah. with corn, but anyway, it did wrap into Alien, the corn podcast, <laughs> the surprise corn episode, oh, and, that'd be and listeners leave. We should we should do that. We should just like like say a title and then like it be something completely different, and we just talk and about just, like surprise. stamp collecting or something. Yep. <laughs> we're talk like about Lando out. Lakes versus store brand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big candle collector. Let's talk about scented candles. Hey, Yankees are tight. They they actually last a long time. That's the, that's what you're paying for. You're not paying for the smell. You're paying for the longevity. Okay. I didn't know that you knew a lot about Yankee candle. I like myself a good candle. <laughs> so anyway. Got. All right. Let's, let's do this. What, what else we got? So the high school, uh, the New Jersey high school, North Burgeon. High school. I hope I'm saying that right. Bergen, 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 Bergen. Uh, got so much hype off their Alien play that they're they're doing an encore performance on Friday, this Friday, four twenty six. So Alien Day, mm-hmm. and it's going. I think they're. We believe they're going to live stream the. I think event. it's going to be somewhere, or they're maybe they're filming it, or the post on YouTube. But... but we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. And we'll post a link to it somewhere. Yeah, I assume with today's technology, they they could have it live. By the time you hear this, it probably happened. It probably so. happened. So. But I mean, that's Google kind of the, the yeah, Google that shit. That's kind of the follow up that we have. Yeah. Um, so we need to get into this. This week we watched the fourth. What is, is, is it? A, it's a fourth trilogy. What is this? Like, a, not a it's trilogy. Called a quad quadrilogy. A quadrilogy. That's a dumb word. That's not a real word, is it? It's on the, it's on their box set. From, <laughs> so the fourth yeah. iteration of Alien in the quadrilogy, Alien Resurrection. These were very, very hard to come by. So was our cargo. Whatever you got going on here ain't exactly approved by Congress. It's a military operation. Really? Who are you? Ripley, Ellen, Lieutenant First Class, number 36706. Ellen Ripley died 200 years ago. You're a thing, a construct. They grew you in a lab. What the hell is going on here? He is breeding an alien species. I wish you could understand what we're trying to do here. Now they brought it out of you. Not all the way. You want to tell us what this is? It's a queen. She'll breed. You'll die. 
Ripley died trying to wipe the species out. I'm not anxious to see her taking up her old hobby. I can feel it. I can hear it moving. So here you like ran into these things before. Yeah. What did you do? I died. <laughs> I didn't like it. I, I love it. And this is your first time watching it? Yeah, so this was the first time. I, I I don't know why I've never watched it. I, it came out in 97, so I was in high school at that time. So, I mean, it wasn't exactly praised. There's really no reason to have jumped in. In 97, there's a lot of alien movies available. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. I think, just... didn't X-Files come out like the same year? Is that 97? But that, yep. that was a damn good alien movie. So if you're going to see an alien movie that summer, people probably saw that. X Files is such is, is both black. Fox, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so <laughs> so yeah, this movie this movie is quite a ride. This is the first alien movie I ever saw, right? Uh, this... When I was a kid, I was like thir- twelve or thirteen, and my my mom let me watch it, and I didn't understand the story. I didn't know who anyone was. I didn't know it was even the fourth. It doesn't have a number. So when I was twelve years old, I didn't know. It's okay. I know that there's three other movies, and I still was confused on what the fuck was going on. Right, and uh, that's easy. That happens. So this this movie doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't. Okay, so why don't you? So let's let's just we'll we'll go start at the beginning. This movie starts two hundred years after Ripley threw herself in the foundry mm-hmm. on I forget the name of the planet right now. Yeah, whatever. And uh, they never updated any ships, and everything is all rusty now. Yeah, and it's there. We're on a mili- This is a military ship. Just Honestly, a- we don't know what. I think this is kind of we're getting into conspiracy territory with with who's actually in charge of this ship. But yeah, I think that they're, they're the Whalen Corporation. It's like, is Whalen still around? I don't think they are. I think they're like the offshoot of the Whale Corporation. But they still want this fucking alien to happen. Yeah. And so we're 200 years after she died. And yes. they genetically cloned her with a drop of the blood that they found on that planet. We, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, okay. So what? They went to the planet... 200 years later. So she jumped into molten metal. Molten, yeah, metal or rock or what? It was metal, right? Mm-hmm. Molten metal, like lava. She jumped into lava, and which was being used. Her body was dispersed throughout all the lava and then given away over that 200 years. And they, but they got some DNA out of it, so that's good. Yeah, um, and that's what technology, I guess. And that's when I was just like, "This is a little absurd." It, yeah, I mean, right away it starts off. So, quick context: it was written by Joss Whedon, and Joss Whedon wrote uh, Buffy and etc. etc. Other stuff too. I forget off the top of my head, but Joss Whedon's really big, and he. Uh, he wrote this to be basically a comedy, like a funny, like a lighthearted movie. And then they got a director who's French. And I won't say anything else about them. But 
His name is Jean-Pierre Jeunet. And he wanted to make a dark and gritty movie, a gory, gritty movie. So he used a comedy script to make a horror movie. That's why it's such a weird movie. I mean, that's one of many reasons it's a weird, it's a, bad. Movie. Yeah, but that's that's a, it, a lot of the a lot of things were taken and yeah, it is a very weird tone in this movie, and the story doesn't necessarily make too much sense. But they clone Ripley, so it's not her; it's a new her. Right. They clone her in order to bring back the queen that was the chestburster, so then they could take the queen and produce aliens, so then they can train them. Right. And That's so lot. So from a drop <laughs> from a drop of her blood, they get enough DNA <clears throat> to clone her and an alien. So kind of the opening scene is them extracting this queen alien chestburster from Ripley's chest. Mm-hmm. That's the amazing part is that they were able to clone that too. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of amazing thought processes <laughs> in the beginning of this movie. Uh, which brad dorf is in this movie uh chucky yeah then is uh one of the main antagonists so that that's just a cool little nod since we have to mention child's play in every podcast he is one of the lead scientists yeah in this one Uh, and he's yeah they extract the queen and they basically she grows up and it's a very they kind of introduce real quick yeah, like super fast. Real quick. Like, uh, and then they start training Ripley, right? Like, like they have to like kind of um, teach her how to be human again. But she, she picks up very intense things, but like rudimentary things. Like this is a fork she can't get, but she knows how to use a gun, play basketball, uh, slice people's faces off, fly planes. Right. All that she didn't need to be taught, but she needed to figure out what a fork was. See, the reason why I love this movie so much and I love her in this so much is that she, it's not fully human. Correct. She has acid blood, we find out. Um, She can play basketball really well. So that's great. And she's a ninja. uh, (laughs) She's a ninja. And she's hypersexual and weird and very close and touchy. And that's what I wanted to talk about because she, it seems weird, right? And like, off-putting it's because she's part xenomorph she's part this creature it's it's in her dna so she feels a connection with these creatures these creatures are like a hypersexual very geeker i mean their heads are shaped like dicks they're they're very like sexualized creatures and well the whole so she point of them is- she feels this like this like presence of them and she knows that they're around and she's like one of them. She's like part of the hive. She's just a human. Um, and I like that cause that's really deep and weird and dark because that that's all because of the cloning. Yeah. So about, yeah. So we're, you know, we're inside the movie. She, we, you're starting to get a feel that she is just not quite right. And then Winona Ryder's character comes in on, what you think is gonna like it's kind of like a pirate ship, if you will. They're basically smugglers, yeah, or black merchants, really. Which you know that cast consists of like Winona Ryder, uh, Ron Perlman, and just many more. Mm-hmm. 
And they show up. I like the scene when they were on the ship kind of prepping to arrive. Like the scene where Ron, hyped up. Ron Perlman throws the knife and it lands in the gentleman who is paralyzed from the waist down's leg. And mm-hmm. he doesn't even know. Right. <laughs> I was like, mm, that's magic. But you're not 100% sure why they're showing up. You you no. think they're showing up to, like, take over the ship, right? But then you soon find out that they've been contracted. They bring some bodies on board, and I don't do they. I don't really understand where they got the bodies. Like where these people came from. Does it mentioned? No. And eventually comes out that they were hypersleep on some ship, I believe. But like it's yeah. that's like way later that it's told that what they were they gloss over a lot i mean it's just like when they mentioned that they cloned her that's literally like a sentence at the beginning he's like we found some dna on the planet yeah and oh done okay cool sure that works but of all the characters i really liked winona Ryder's character really i didn't like her in this she's one of the only things i don't like in this you because know, what is her she's call so it's call yeah yeah i liked her character i thought it was good I, I yeah, I thought she was like. For, for spoilers, she's a she's an android. You find out later. You find out but an android, I, she's an android. Yeah, and I forgot that. I I forgot you weren't supposed to know. So like right from the beginning, I I obviously knew already, but I was watching it as if everyone knew. I was like, yeah, she's she's acting like a, sh- a shitty android. She's acting like a person. She's acting. She was an android made by androids. Right. So she's different. She doesn't like to. Do, so she's a shitty android. That's what she is. So she's an anti-android, right? So she burned her hard drive. But like, you know, so she's trying to be human and take back the corporation and get on this ship to download their hard drive to take it over. And because yeah, they're, they're, very um, the androids made by androids. That whole thing is being they're being hunted down and destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Which is well, this, she goes in and tries to kill Sigourney Weaver. Because she thinks that the alien's still in her chest, right. finds out that they already took it out, which is funny because it's like, why did they keep Sigourney Weaver alive? They didn't. Once they got the alien, they didn't need her, but they kept her anyway. Well, what? But um, what? The general. What did he say? I consider number eight just a meat puppet or something. He says something like, "Yeah, that. but like, if she acts yeah, up, that's we'll kill. weird." I just didn't like. I don't think Sigourney Weaver's character. I don't think Ripley came off really well in this movie. Like I didn't like because it wasn't her. Right. But I didn't like her costume. I didn't like her. Yeah. Nails. I didn't like the costume. Like, I didn't I, like her hair. I didn't especially. get it. Like I was like, okay, her hair was awful. And it wasn't till actually the last couple times I watched this, that I really looked at. at kind of just what her character was supposed to be. And the fact that no, there is no purpose to this movie. It didn't need to happen. And it doesn't, it doesn't give you any good answers. No one's like, oh, good. Like, they got what they deserved. That never really happens. But, um, because no one's really a good guy in this movie. Mm-hmm. Ripley's not even Ripley. You don't care about anybody. This is just a happening in space. And, uh, I don't know. I just like that she's she's dark and not Ripley. She's just a, a lunatic. She's part animal. She... Like just she'll just fuck up whatever gets too close to her. So she's like punching yeah, people. She's, she's strong and smart because imagine like an alien, like a xenomorph's instincts, but just in a person. 
and she has vague memories so she knows like what's up um and she knows that the alien hive is growing so she's telling everyone like oh, you're gonna die like this you're this is pointless but we can all hang out <laughs> yeah it's pretty much what it's about we eventually they um they eventually show you the scientists and they've cloned so basically the smugglers bring on a bunch of bodies which are basically just basically going to harbor aliens right the mm-hmm. scene where they hold the people's faces over the Epic. face huggers that Epic. was so they're all in their own chambers fuck. and they're just like perfectly aimed and angled to mm-hmm. be grabbed and then the one dude wakes up right before it grabs him oh that the most good. amazing part to that which like what a mind what how you know who put those eggs there yeah how did they move the eggs how the hell did they pick that egg up they come out that size and they're covered in slime and they're like attached to the ground how did they say all right we'll take this one we'll put it put them in these capsules clean clean as a whistle <laughs> amazing so i will say whoever like they didn't skimp on the details there they wiped everything down they didn't yeah they didn't waste anything but uh yeah i love that scene because it's just epic they just tie everyone up to where they just of course have to wake up right before it happens yeah they have to move so it activates the eggs yeah and then uh they the motion detectors go off and the eggs open and that scene was i was just like because you know what's going to happen like everyone knows at this point what a face sucker is and you're just like Oh, this is so intense. And then and when they these scientists aren't trying to hide, they're they're evil. They don't give a shit. Yeah. They're they don't care about the people well, at all. There's that one girl scientist that's like, oh none of them a couple of them have names. I don't remember their names. No, I'm, doesn't I'm horrible at character names. It's okay, they're horrible characters. Um but she you can tell she's just like she's wincing like I feel really bad about what we're doing. But then we get to see the fact of what they're doing. So then they have a room full of aliens just hardcore drone aliens mm-hmm. and they basically are trying to teach them things like sit and roll over and you know they're, tra- they're 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 in like a museum diorama yeah they're in like a glass case and they train them with cold basically nitrous like <coughs> you know they freeze them if they get too close so they'll they spray them with an upside down duster can <laughs> a, a very <laughs> large version of that uh and that's how they train them. The scene where the scientist kind of like starts to make out with it on the other side of the glass. Mm-hmm. That was a little, little, Brad Dorf, a little much. Cause he's creepy. And yeah, he's weird. The whole he's, movie. He like fetishizes the aliens. And so in alien three, uh, Sigourney Weaver actually wanted to have like a sexual relationship with an alien in it. She wanted to introduce that concept, which is what a big part of this was. Um, which was the, just that weird connection between us and the aliens. Um, the fact that they come out of us, where we birth them. There's obviously some physical connection there. So that's what she wanted to explore, and she wanted to get creepy with it. Which, yeah, that's why that is all through the movie. This is a super weird French sexual movie. It's intense. It is. And awful. And super gory. It is. It's overly slimy. A lot of... Yeah, it's just... I feel like the aliens are way more slimy in this one than they are in any other one. Some parts, not gonna lie, are genuinely nauseating. I do want to point out the uh, <laughs> the flaccid mouth tongue. You're you're very <laughs> intrigued by this. 
I am because I never realized it till this time. So there's a scene where they they kill any. For one, I want to mention the the scene where the three aliens are in the cage together. So two of them kill the other one because the acid blood will free them, and that's how they get out. And that's brutal and genius, and that's that's good writing. That's like comic book shit. Right. They're tired of being. That's just, they're tired of being used as animals, and so they come up with a way to they were just smart enough to be like well fuck this dude his like our blood is acid yeah we can get out of here that's that's smart um so now the aliens are out on the ship so everyone's fucked yeah so there's a there's a scene where there's a dead alien and it's its mouth is open and the 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 little mouth the mini mouth is hanging out and uh not ripley rips it out and hands it to call and is like here have a souvenir which yeah, rad souvenir. <laughs> but it was floppy. It was it was completely flaccid. So that means now this thing penetrates through, as we see in this, multiple bodies at a time and skulls with no effort. This thing just cracks right through everything. How hard does that thing have to get while that thing's alive? When it's dead, it's just floppy. So it must be like a tongue. So that means when it's not trying to kill someone, it's just flopping around in there. Yeah. And then when it's about to kill someone, it gets hard. Which I just find fascinating. You're just envisioning a boner in its mouth, aren't you? Because that's what it is. It's obviously <laughs> a killer, what it is. I mean, a killer you, boner. It, it's a yeah. It's a it's like a dick with a with a mouth. It's a trauma movie. It comes out of its mouth. It is. If this was, if it wasn't so scary and well designed it'd be it would be ridiculous for that mouth to be there <laughs> <laughs> but before this scene happened that we're talking about in true alien fashion 90% of the character base die at like one time mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so the, they just off the a bunch alarms of alarms are going off the general's trying to leave all the, the soldiers are trying to leave they go into a pod an alien jumps into that pod fucks everybody up on that pod they blow that thing up and then an alien destroys the general or the captain or whatever. And mm-hmm. and there's like 12 aliens in this one, yeah. I think. There's just a... Which I think is a good number. There's a bunch of aliens. The second one had like a lot. The first one had one. third one had one. This one, it's like, all right, 12, 13. That's like a and you, solid... And of number. course, with this one, you see a lot more movement of the aliens. Like you see them crawling up things. And like you see... Because it's mm-hmm. obviously a little bit more computer generated animation i liked the effects in this i think for the most part they look pretty when good the scene so the scene where ripley at this point there's the merchants and ripley the general a general and a soldier alive that's it everyone else has been destroyed yeah because yeah so there's no reason and there's no reason for these people to survive either we don't care about these people right. remember we don't know who they are they're and ripley's not ripley so we're just watching these people. We want to see how they die, right? <laughs> yeah. So she goes on a little fact-finding mission, opens up. She sees a door with a seven on it, realizes she has an eight tattooed on her arm, mm-hmm. and opens that door. That room is filled with fucking nightmares. I Again, I love this scene. It shows all of the failed clones. So ha- The process in which they were trying to get oh. to this Ripley. And it's awful. It's so it's scary. Awful. Why would they save these? These are tanks, giant tanks filled with formaldehyde. Filled, filled with yeah, formaldehyde and just grotesque, so deformed, 
creatures, half alien human with Sigourney Weaver's face. Um, and then she turns a corner. And there's a live one. Oh my God. And it's like, it's like the close, it's close. Like it's her head. And then she kind of looks like the thing. There's like some part, like a chicken wing sticking it's out of her. an alien arm. And a boob. And it's just really weird. And she's saying, kill me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, not Ripley is totally just like, oh shit, like this is a lot to take in. She's realizing she has a connection with all these things. She is one of them. Um, so we kind of skipped, so we she skipped a, a kind of a main plot point, which is with Call being a, what they would call a terrorist, basically. She, they, she's found out that she came to this oh, to right. destroy the aliens, to destroy the ship. And so she, the whole time is helping Ripley kind of understand who she is and what she is. And she's helping her kind of deal with that, right? So Call then hands Ripley a flamethrower and kind of nudges along the yes. let's blow all this shit the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And then Ripley kills the the gross thing and then proceeds to blow up all the tanks, which <clears throat> flamethrower is a weird choice for that scene. Well, I would have chosen... Like, I don't know, grenades or like any other because I mean, fire, she wants to die. So you're going to light her on fire. Well, they talk about that in the beginning. They're like, we want to make sure none of your guys have bullets because we don't want to puncture a hole in the ship because, you know, we're in space. And so they, they're setting right. it up because it's a vacuum, which you'll later see why they're setting up that whole concept. Right. So, yeah. Flamethrowers are kind of a general theme in the alien franchise. <laughs> they never have guns. They always have some type of explosive or flame to kill the infestation. Yeah. I still probably... The flamethrower is just a weird thing to use to kill all them and to like to break those glass things. That's a weird weapon to break glass True. with. The flamethrower. Because it's not actually hitting. You just, you just boil the water. Anyway. Um, I did like that scene. It was creepy. It was weird. It was grotesque. I hope people took those models home <laughs> and that they're all at somebody's house right now. They, uh, the next scene was pretty gnarly too. When they find all the room with all the people who's had chest bursters pop out mm-hmm. and there's one mm-hmm. still alive. Always. And he has no has idea what happened, alive. where he is, what's inside of him. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he's freaking out. Yeah. And Ripley's like sniffing him. What's inside me? What's inside like, me? It's a monster. Yeah. And they um, and Call can't kill him because she's super compassionate. Like she has that like don't hurt pe- humans as the androids model persists. Yeah. So they decide to take the dude with him, which is a horrible plan. Yeah, what a stupid idea. But they do. They're like, we'll freeze him and then we'll get it out of him and we'll and the general Literally not literally not worth the work. They don't even know this guy. <laughs> literally not worth the work at all. So, what, they're going to just find someone to take it out of them? Are they going to do it themselves? How do they know they're going to find a hospital? They don't even know where they're going. Right. But then they're like, okay, well, we got to go to our ship to get out of here. And, of course, the one way to go is through an elevator shaft filled with fucking water through a kitchen that's submerged underwater. I love the water And there's scene. a dude in a wheelchair. This is the cool part where they – put the dude in the wheelchair and they strap him on to the other character and he's strapped on as a backpack and a backpack that has a gun and will shoot things. It's a, yeah, he's, it's like, it's, it's amazing. like, a, it's great. It's like a cartoon. It's like Banjo Kazooie. It's like just a little backpack. Um, and 
I love the water scene. The water scene is awesome. There's two xenomorphs going after them. Is it just two? I think just it's two. two. And it's CG, but it works. It's, it's, it's well done. It works I think it's well done. Um, it holds up. And horrifying. Don't... Ron Perlman shoots like a fucking whatever that is, like a grenade launcher. And it's it's just a great scene. Uh, and then they come up in, of course, what else? But the, the hive. The hive. Yeah, the egg room. The uh, nest, if and you they will. realize it's, they've been ambushed. They were the, the the aliens weren't actually like eating them, which they totally could because you can tell they can swim faster. They were pushing them towards this mm-hmm. room. Brilliant! It's brilliant. And uh, so yeah, they pop their heads up, and it's literally just just eggs all opening. And, and one shoots onto Ripley. Luckily, they got some. It does right away, and then luckily, dude's got a grenade. Blow the whole whole place, the whole place up. And just little parts and feet and legs and all this shit go everywhere. Um, and then we get to see our our new modified queen. So my question at this point is, so Ripley has a face hugger on, right? But it doesn't lay an egg in her. She grips it off of her face somehow. I think, yeah, because I think it, it clung to her based on looks, but or reflex maybe, but she's not carrying an egg anymore. A hu- she's not a human. Right. So, well, it's not the fact that she's not a human, but I think maybe because she already had one. I don't know. Maybe it's just, or maybe she just talked to it because she is one of them. She's like, yo, I'm, I'm I was like, yo, bro, no. I'm one of you. She showed her her badge. <laughs> I have my membership card. Cool. We're good. So, yeah. and then they climb through this blown up egg room. Mm-hmm. And of course the alien comes after them. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were shot. At this point, Call is also shot, and that's and she falls into the water. We don't see her for a while. The alien is eventually killed. Blown its head blows up, and mm-hmm. a couple of people die. Which, which by a shot that just didn't make sense. No, I wouldn't have done one, that. I wouldn't have blown that. One up. bullet in the head, and it explodes. I don't know why it explodes. Like full blown, you can tell that was an expensive one take shot. They had to get it right. They just blew this model up. I mean, it looked cool, I guess, but it was just like, why did that blow up? Yeah. I just... Uh. And then they're locked in this shaft because the military... I, I can't remember if he's a captain or whatever he is, but he's obviously working for uh, Waylon. Mm-hmm. And he locks him in. And the door eventually opens up and it's call. And everyone's super fucking confused. And they're like, oh, we thought that shot got you. And then that's when uh, Ripley was like, no, I saw that. It was a chest shot. So she moves the jacket. And we, we find out that Call's an android. Yeah. And then we get that whole backstory. Yeah. Um, and then. Which I felt was just kind of like it was unnecessary at that point, too. Yeah. It was like, all right, we could have just mentioned it earlier in the movie. It's not like it was a big twist. It was just like, okay, next. Because it. Like they're kind of in a dire situation. Yeah, right and then now. she like sticks like a, a a modem cable into her arm. Yeah, which was weird. The the freckle, uh, like a tampon plug. It was like a it was like a freckle with a with a string and, that went into. It was the weirdest. Like whoever was like, okay, if if an android had a port, what would what would plug that port up? Someone probably thought, oh, a freckle. Oh, good idea. And then for some reason they added a string. I don't know. 
Why would there be a string? I'm sorry, I hate this part. Why would there be a string? I hate most of Call's parts. I just, I just wonder why she's there. Because she's what saves everybody, dude. Come on. That's convoluted. That's a mess. The whole movie made sense until she showed up. <laughs> That's not true at all. The movie didn't make any fucking sense. Uh, so, so, yeah, Call's going to save the day by hacking into the mainframe and getting the ship to go to the getaway ship to go away or whatever. Well, at this point, she hacks into the mainframe, tells them that she can't blow up the ship because they have to blow up the ship to kill all the aliens. She's like, we don't we right. can't do that because we can't reach critical mass. She's like, well, what we can do is crash it into Earth. And so they're like, but just make sure you give us enough time to get away. Boom. Next scene, we see Ripley fall through the – she's like, I feel the queen. She's hurting. Oh, this – okay, so this is when the movie really shines. We're about almost done with it. There's 15 minutes left in the movie, 15, 20 minutes left. Ripley Ripley falls down this this grate, gets pulled in by aliens, and we see we see her down here. This is where shit just goes crazy. We see her down here just laying on this pile of xenomorph body parts, just moving around, just just ASMRing all over the place, just <laughs> just flopping, and then they they basically engulf her and they they take her in. And they, it's really weird, and she's loving it. She's just like, "Oh, I'm one of you," and um, and then we we wind up seeing the 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 new version of the queen, the queen that came out of Ripley, mm-hmm. is partially human. So we whatever the queen was in the original was obviously more insect like than this one. This one's laying on its back, and is pregnant. Yeah, which as a queen gets yeah, always producing eggs, but this one um you so you get a Brad Dorf is still like all gunked up. He's he's like stuck to the wall. They're going to put a face hugger on him and all that. But he's conscious, so he's talking and he's explaining to Ripley what's going on and he's like you gave the queen the one thing that would make her the perfect organism a human reproductive system. So that's kind of like the big, like, okay, they made it have babies instead of eggs. Mm-hmm. So that's it. They caught a shortcut to alien. That's what they wanted to do. I guess they don't need face suckers. They don't need a host. Right. They can just birth. That's the big like thing. Like, Oh my God. So the, <laughs> one of the grossest scenes, honestly, this was a little queasy. This got me a little, I was like, that's, that's really gross. Like it's just a lot of pulsating and like I, I, exiting. I fast forwarded. It's very much like a birth, yeah. except and, it pops um, out of her stomach and not, you know, like an actual birth. Yeah, and we see the newborn, which is horrifying. <laughs> I love the newborn. I think it's an awesome design. I think it's a terrifying creature. I think it's it shows every emotion possible within ten minutes of being in the movie. It that's it shows that it can be manipulating. It shows that it can be sad. It can be curious. So it right away kills the queen, and Brad Dorf's like, "No!" It it just immediately slaps the queen's head off, which was epic. And then it goes right over to Brad Dorf and uh, just <laughs> just bites his head just soft enough to make him bleed a lot. But not quite off, and he but he like leans down and like is 
prepared for it. Yeah. Oh, he's into it. He's totally fine. So this thing's just on a rampage, killing everybody. But it thinks that this not Ripley clone lady is its mom. And it's totally... And so I have another side theory about this. Okay. Is that it's it's not necessarily that it thinks Ripley's its mom, but it also shares memories as being Ripley because it's because it's clearly part of her right and perhaps it still has it has some ripley in her and it doesn't know what's going on but it knows that it recognizes the sigourney weaver character and is like are we the same person what what's going on i'm confused i'm angry i'm an alien i guess and then like, I felt bad for the newborn. It was clearly an abomination that didn't know what to do. Well, like, as soon as it, it sees it Ripley, it makes, like, this little cooing sound and, like, it, like, yeah. rubs her face. And it has a human tongue. It's not an alien tongue. It's a human tongue, and it yes. licks Ripley's face. And this mm-hmm. whole scene, the whole alien, it's white. It's, like... It's, like, fleshy and it's wet. It's fleshy. It, it's just... It's so disturbing. Um, and so, yeah, so... At this point, everyone else is on the ship. Ripley is believed to be dead. They're all mm-hmm. in the ship fighting, and uh, the guy they saved with the chestburster actually turns out to have a chestburster erupt out of him. He kills the general by bursting the chestburster in one of the most <laughs> most epic ways to die. I couldn't believe it. What a what a ridiculous, also ridiculous way, because it doesn't make any sense. These little dudes are not that strong. If you look at the original alien, it looks like he's having a heart attack. And then this thing is like, it like starts coming out of his chest. It's trying really hard, but it's like trying to break through his chest plate. And then it's even having a tough time getting through his shirt. And then cut to alien resurrection. This dude feels the Xeno, the, the chest burster coming decides, yo, fuck this antagonist dude i'm about to take him out real quick runs towards him gets shot about 35 times keeps running towards him knocks the guy down bangs his head on a on like a metal beam stay with me folks then punches the guy in the face grabs him holds him up to his chest and the xenomorph then decides it's time and breaks clean one shot straight through the chest and this guy's forehead. And it was awesome. And just screams. It's just like, Wah! and then they just shoot the hell out of it, which cool. Also, awesome, um, awesome. You know, don't need to take care. You know, don't need to worry about that one. Ridiculous. But I mean, it's epic. It even does a shot where it goes down his throat yeah. and like shows the face hugger like down his throat as if it would come out of his mouth. Why wouldn't it just do as that? If we you know? Like, I'd be so abrasive about it. It's like we didn't know what the fuck was getting ready to happen. Like, oh, that's what's inside? I've, I've not, I've yeah, not I know. seen it. It's the, not like a big reveal. I've seen the other four fucking movies, and I know exactly what's happening. Yeah. Uh, so that was epic. And then, so we wind up on a... Escape ship. Uh, escape ship. And Ripley's back, and we're good, and Call's there, and everybody's happy. Except they can't get a... We did it. They can't get a bay door closed. It's, it's acting weird. And every every escape ship... Uh, has something bad in it. Every single one. 
I'm never going to get an escape pod. I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm going down. I'm not going to go into space. It's just not safe up there. Uh, I'd be like, it's a trick. So all escape pods are filled with the bad guys and the ship's actually the safest place. So they get on the escape pod. They're going home. Well, they're going to earth. They're, that's their plan, which they don't even know what's there. They don't, they don't go to earth all the time. Uh, Ron Perlman at one point in the beginning of the movie mentions that earth's a ship. <laughs> so that's all we know about <laughs> earth. We don't know what happened earth. or any of what that. What a shithole. Uh, yeah and um so they're on their way to earth and the the the, of course the newborn's there newborn's in the ship and uh confronts ripley or not ripley rather and they're face to face like fucking rubbing each other and and ripley's like oh shit i see a window over there and of course windows in space are really thin so she reaches into the newborn's mouth in a loving embrace and cuts her own hand um which that was foreshadowed she has acid blood and she whips it at the window real quick a little hole bursts through the window they're in space so but they're close enough to earth so that this isn't going to last forever they're almost in the atmosphere but they're still in space the newborn gets sucked against the window. This is the most gnarly way to die. Ever. And the longest, the longest scene of something. I don't think they could do this with a person. If this, if that was a human, I don't think it would be allowed in a movie. Um, this newborn, this poor thing, it shows so much emotion. It's so sad and like hurt by this. Because it's just looking at Sigourney Weaver like it's her mother or it's her kin. And or Sigourney Weaver's like you can see she's like I'm sorry, and she she's yeah she feels bad. But dude, the sounds this thing makes when it's it's screeching, so, and crying. It's a baby. Its small hole is punctured in the window, and it sucks out a small portion of the alien's body, which oh. then bursts, and so the suction of space starts sucking the internal organs. Awful. Just one, like, just bits at a time, and it keeps cutting back and forth. And you see this thing deflate like a bag, and, and its guts fall out, and then get sucked back in. It's one of the goriest, this, this... all the way down to the to the most unrealistic cut of a just a. It looked good digitally, um, but of the skull, like it rips the whole face away, and then the skull crumbles, and then piece by piece just gets sucked out. And then luckily they're close enough to Earth where they hit the atmosphere after about couple minutes of the suction so they're able to withstand the the whole suction out the window mm-hmm. um they're able to withstand it but but that newborn that one-of-a-kind animal in the entire universe that will never exist again uh died a horrible horrible death. like the scene just watching it die was horrible but the sounds that it makes was just like brutal And the last scene that we see in the movie is the main ship crash into Earth, and you see a flash of an alien's face, and then you see like an atomic explosion. Yeah. And the end of Alien Resurrection, the worst movie in the franchise. And the alternative ending is actually Ripley, or not Ripley, and Call sitting on a hill overlooking a what I can only describe as a, as a destroyed Paris, like a definitely like a, the Eiffel tower has fallen over. It's very desolate. And they're, they say the same line where, where she says, I'm 
I'm a stranger here too. They both they're both not from Earth at this point. So, and Earth is obviously not what it used to be. It's like 400 years after the original alien. So, so okay. So we have Alien, Aliens, Alien Three, and Alien Resurrection. One, two, three, and four. Yeah. Rate them. What's your number one? One. Okay. What's your number two? Uh, I'll go with two. So you do you like them in order? Alien, Aliens, but then I'm gonna say Resurrection, and then three. Mm. I like Resurrection a lot more than Alien Three. See, I'm gonna go one, three, two, four. Well, look at that, Alien Three over Aliens. I like the setting of Alien Three. I like the. No, hey, honestly, if Aliens wasn't such a classic, I would have put Resurrection before it, but. Aliens is like a classic, but honestly, I'm excited to watch Resurrection again, and I just watched it this morning. So that's a I'm intrigued now because I've, I've I've seen Prometheus, but I have not not seen Alien Covenant. Well, we might just need to revisit this uh, pretty soon, For sure, and uh, do a do a Covenant episode, but. But as far as the original quadrilogy, this is how they decided to end it. There was supposed to be a five. It didn't happen. Um, well, maybe that five script will come out as an audiobook. I think it was just concept art. But it had Sigourney Weaver with like this weird xenomorph like thing on her forehead. And man, I kind of wish that they kept it going. If they made a direct sequel to this and like it was them on Earth. And Sigourney Weaver's like half alien and shit's just weird. And it has nothing to do with xenomorphs and it's just weird. I mean, whatever at this point, you know, I just like all the, all the different offshoot stuff that can tie in because I liked, I was watching alien resurrection today and on the VHS copy I watched, they had the ad for the alien resurrection game that was coming on to the PlayStation and windows five, like uh, windows 95. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. It's probably a good game. I don't know. But I I know. I I feel I still think the, the Alien franchise is a great one. Um It is great. I love it. it I think is it was, great. It's all worth watching. And I thought it was a great month of the podcast watching all four and yeah, having it magically drop on 426. And another thing that um I haven't been keeping up with this month but is available for everybody for free on ign.com is are the alien short films released this month. There's six, six films total. They're about 10 to 15 minutes. I think, I think all of them are like mm-hmm. that. Um, they're just short films in the alien, uh, franchise. Like they're in the alien, uh, expanded universe, but they're all fan films. And the first two that I watched, I didn't love, but that's all I got to say about them right now. I'll probably give them a rewatch, but uh, I thought they would be more than 10 minute videos. I'll put a link to them in the show notes. so Everybody can kind of like check them out. Um, Yeah. I was waiting to check them out once I watched all four. So I'm going to give them a watch here and just kind of see what's going on with them. So I'm excited, but as always guys, we are the guys behind the counter. If you ever have any thoughts, comments, concerns, hit us up in the DMS on Instagram at behind the counter podcast or on Gmail at behind the counter podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think. If you know something that we don't, please let us know. Uh, if you, if you don't like what we're doing, tell us what we can do it better. But as always guys, enjoy.
Later.